podcast. Hi everybody, this is uh, this is Chris. We're back at another BS uh, podcast. Bright side, of course. That's right. I'm here with Nick. It's just going to be the two of us today. Yep. How are you doing, Nick? Pretty, pretty good, man. Yeah. Back at this again. I know. Two middle of the week podcast before you go to Belize. I know. It's been a stressful week, dude. I've had finals all week, and uh, I'm just, I just need a vacation. I just need to get out of here. I believe it. I know. Look at me. I'm shaking. <laughs> I've been drinking coffee all week, being mm. doing all nighters. And you leave in what six hours? Yeah, about yeah. <laughs> Less than six hours. <laughs> so we'll do this for a while, and then yeah, this is with m- with me. <laughs> mm. What I'm really worried about is um, I don't know exactly how to go through the TSA thing anymore because it's been five years. I don't know if the, the laws have changed, if they loosened up, if not. I was able to take toothpaste and. Like uh, cologne, I was able to take liquids. Really? It's it's weird now, man. Like before, you just walk through like a what seemed like a, a I guess slightly nicer metal detector. Now you walk into this. Have you been to the mall where there are like those giant plastic like hurricane simulators? Where you yeah, pay, like, fifty cents, and you walk into this giant tube, and it just blows cr- like air at you, going like ninety miles an hour. Have you done that? Yeah, have you seen it. I I've seen it. I did that. I think it was the LAX, if not Austin. I've done it too. It's the biggest waste of waste of government money. Yeah. yeah, but um, they have that now as the as the X ray machine, and you just step in, you put your hands up, and it just kind of circles around you a little bit, and then they see I don't know they see a, a really detailed X ray image of your body, I guess, to see if anything's on there. What? I think is that the one that was controversial where they were looking at people's naked bodies? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I, yeah. Dude, there's a lot of things going, like, so fucking wrong. First of all, like, none of that shit is really preventing any terrorism whatsoever. No, not really. It's it's just a waste of time and annoyance. On top of that, the TSA doesn't even respond to congressional hearings. There was, um, I think earlier this year, like, Congress was asking for TSA to present their case or, like, I forgot what. Man, uh, I'm so out of it right now but um dude the head of the tsa said no i'm not gonna do it because we don't need to answer to congress and it it got very little coverage by the way and i was like what like what of course it got very little coverage i don't you know what i'm not even 100 percent sure on how any of that shit works like who says what the media is gonna show like who decides that it um i don't know whoever owns it (laughs) I mean, right? like, are they just are they are they just given stories to tell? Because everyone's reporting on the same shit. It's not like it's not like a couple of people reported on this. Like everybody barely reported on it. You know what I mean? You're telling me yeah. that out of all of these different news avenues, I mean, aside from like the independent or the online ones where you know you can get more information about this kind of stuff, but like the ones that most people watch, where most people get their news, you're telling me all of those people, not one of them thought. This is kind of a big deal. This is something we should talk about. Probably. You know, Probably like, I some, mean, we could be know, showing people was, that or we could talk about car crashes and squirrels on water skis. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, <laughs> today I was, I was, I was with uh, Scala and I was just, uh, I was just looking shit on YouTube. Uh, we were wait- I was waiting for something, mm-hmm. but I saw this um, YouTube clip of um, 
of uh what's his name john stewart <laughs> from the daily show and he was being interviewed by larry king and it was just before larry king was leaving SN, uh, cnn i was i was gonna say snl <laughs> he was leaving uh cnn and dude the first thing that uh that comes out of uh john stewart's mouth is uh he's like what you're doing is such a great thing you're doing what you're what you're doing is so awesome you're you're getting out of here you're like the last great man that runs out of the burning building before it falls apart <laughs> and it just gets quiet and he and he's like why are we on are we on <laughs> he's like oh oh never mind uh uh you what you've didn't done here is built a great infrastructure of great news and <laughs> like i was i was like dude it's spot on real shit though real shit and he and he um because uh, Larry King's like, why are you why are you bagging on CNN? Just in general, I'm paraphrasing here because I have a horrible memory right now. I feel like right. shit. Anyway, um, uh, Larry King's like, you know why um why are you bagging on CNN so badly? And and John Stewart just blatantly says, because you guys suck. <laughs> you guys are horrible. You guys have a great infrastructure and could be great, a great 24 hour news program that offers um awesome coverage and and. You guys have such a widespread infrastructure and connections, and you guys waste it, waste it on shitty ass news and, and yeah. worthless news. I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. I don't. I don't understand why. Why is it so common? Why is it such a normal standard for news? For news uh, media to have such a bias opinion like why do they have to approach with an agenda that's either left or right or or whatever you know what i mean like i don't understand why it's so hard or why it's not normal for there to be just straight fact news like why does there have to be a spin on it because we watched what was that documentary that you showed me where oh, it showed i forgot red what it's and blue or something like yeah that. but it showed it showed the same story told by it was like Fox and ABC or NBC, probably NBC, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was uh, CNBC, I think. No, it, no, NBC. And they showed the same story. MSNBC. The same. It doesn't matter. It was, they showed <laughs> the same story, and about John was, Boehner crying or something. Whatever, and 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 it was just the way that they told it was so different. It was the same story, but the fact wasn't the fact of what happened wasn't even the thing they focused on. They just told you how to look at the fact. You know, yeah. They didn't. They didn't just say this is what happened. They said this is what happened, and this is what you should feel about it. This is how you should feel about it. This is a bunch of rhetoric and opinions, and I don't understand why that's popular. Because, I mean, does it get more people to watch it? I feel like it gets supposedly. Well, Fox right now has like the highest ratings. CNN, CNN, CNN's ratings have just dropped plummeting. It's because Fox is like the only conservative news media that that people see as dependable, whereas. Almost everything else is liberal. Yeah, almost everything. I, you know, I, I'm gonna have to argue with a lot of people. I find NPR so, like, centered. Now, not everything. Um, I think it's more. It's it leans more towards liberalism, but it, it gives you a like, more, other opinions, a more balanced, yeah, idiots. a way more balanced approach at looking at news, and especially like the World News Hour. Where they're just talking about world news, and it's like it's not even Americans that are broadcasting it. When I listen to that, it's so like it's so just the facts and just trying to get the news out there and not trying to. It's it's there's no propaganda or anything. I feel very um 
um, confident that what they're telling me is truth. And when I listen to, and I, I listen, to, I, I, I listen to a bunch of different news. I, I read the Wall Street Journal. I, I watch MSNBC. Um, I read NPR, and and I go on Drudge Report often too. And I see different types of news, and they're all spinning it. Everyone is spinning it their own way, you know? And I'm like, dude, and everybody is trying to give me their opinion instead of telling me what really happened, you know? Um, I, I just get tired of it. And I know somewhere it's in the middle, somewhere in the middle. It's not, it's, it's nowhere left or right. It's somewhere it's purple. And, no, I'm just talking about in gen- oh, news in general. In general. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean... I listen. I try to listen as much to the left and to the right, and then I'm like, "All right, it's probably right here, right in between these fuckers," because I know everybody's just talking and and talking just a bunch of rhetoric. It is. That's that's why I started liking reading articles on Reddit because someone will post a link to L.A. Times, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, or even like Wikipedia or something, or or some kind of online news medium and they'll post a story and then everybody just kind of discusses it. And even though everybody's very opinionated, it's not necessarily biased in any direction. And I'd rather hear what people personally think about these kinds of things than hear people that are obviously just reiterating or reading from a prompt or something that was prepared. You know what I mean? I don't want to be I'm not very familiar. I'm not very familiar with Reddit. What is that? It's just a I mean, it's a forum website and oh, there's yeah. so it's a, it's a huge forum website and there's subreddits and subreddits are like the I mean, it's kind of self they're like mini forums that are specifically for one thing. So like there's a politics subreddit, subreddit right? Mm-hmm. So when you go to that one, it's just people talking about politics and they'll post different topics or headings like a subject to discuss you know like the one i just read that the nsa apparently openly claims that they believe that locating people's locations through their phones is legal and then there's a if you click on that link it'll take you to the article that says that the nsa said that mm, yeah. with with sources and things like that and are you, you are can, you familiar with a, a drudge report um we we talked about it before I've never gone there though. Drudge Report is a it, it, it's a very simplified web. It's almost it almost has the same layout as Craigslist, mm-hmm. where all it is is just a bunch of listings, and each listing um, it's just one page of a bunch of listing, and it's they're all titles of like a summary of what the title is mm-hmm. of, and they're all different independent. Um, sometimes like not not always independent, but just an array of different news medias um, and like small, small reporters, sometimes, sometimes big reporting. So it's all mixed and uh, you click on and you click on it and you, and you read their perspective and it's really interesting. Um, but it's all covering news that is not covered on CNN, on MSNBC or, or uh, Fox which a lot of and time, even NPR, everybody. even NPR. Like I, sometimes I'm like, what? That's how come Dude, NPR didn't the, cover this? I think a lot of times, like because NPR is a is a huge radio thing now. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people listen to it. It's yeah. mainstream, and you can't talk about a lot of shit that's mainstream because you have sponsors or whatever. 
Well, NPR people. is a little bit different. NPR is like mainly public. It's all public funded. But there, there's a reason they're not talking about it. Possibly, yeah. If if there's not a reason they're not talking about it, then you kind of have to question. Or sometimes I do hear it on NPR, but it's not covered on Drudge Report. I don't know. Maybe because like Drudge Report is just this guy that he's like, you know what? Is it one guy? Yeah, it's just one guy that does it. I forgot his name. Scotland it's pretty knows. big though. I've I've heard of it before. But the thing I like about Reddit is once you you read the link and all that stuff, there's a separate place where there's basically a huge discussion board. And it's just people talking about it and you can vote on the comments. Like you can upvote comments that you think are more interesting. So the the first one you'll see at the top of the list is the one that the most people who've read who've been participated or even just read it think is relevant. And then their comments really? is the same thing. They vote on the ones that they think is the most relevant comment to that. So you can go through and you can just and you can even and you can sort the comments by controversial, the ones that have been upvoted and downvoted the most. You can sort it by the okay, newest ones. Because I was gonna ask you like uh, I mean, because before you said that, I was like, aren't there trolls on there that constantly just... But you can just download them. Like, people, if... And, and people take it seriously. I mean, there are people who are hardcore into this society, or this community, I mean. And and they, you know, like, they'll report them, or they'll have people who moderate the website go through and get rid of mm-hmm. their stuff. There's, like, a, if there's some subreddits where there's, you know, people who troll, and it's, like, kind of common, because they're, like, funnier reddits, or, like, you know, like the, like, the Breaking Bad reddit, or something like that. And, you know, if you want to talk about something and be serious, you could just put serious in the tagline. Well, nothing could be more serious than Breaking Bad. Right. Yeah, of course. Walter White, you're out there. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, come to us. Come to us. I Um, hate that so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Blue stuff is back in town. (laughs) Science, bitch. I love that. (laughs) Magnets, bitch. Rice and beans. That was the best. Dumbass Jesse. I always wanted, um, cause, um, when I look at the news, particularly like, especially CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, when I look at that, I'm like, do people really feed into this? Like, do they buy this? Dude, they do. People sit in their fucking garages or their living rooms and they just listen to the radio. There are people, dude, Rush Limbaugh has, still has a following. Yeah, people still go see Michael Moore movies, man. It's just all random, stupid bullshit. There are documentaries on the things that Michael Moore does, even like the interesting ones that are better than the ones that he does. He, yeah, even if they're even if they're interesting topics, even if he's right from the perspective that or his perspective is more popular, or if he's pointing out things that are evil, the way he goes about doing it is fucking terrible, and he's such a hypocrite. And there's a documentary about him, and like. Like, what was the one that he made all that money off of, the first one? Searching for Bunny or Rabbit Play or what was Bowling the one? Bowling for Columbine? before Bowling for Columbine. Fahrenheit. No, not Fahrenheit. That was the third one. There's the one about GM, right? I don't fuck. Yeah, something like that. The factories that were in the city that he grew up in or some shit. Yeah. Anyway, he made a bunch of money off of that, and he didn't contribute any of that money to the people that he used the poverty of to, like, make money off of the movie, and he got rich. And, like, I mean... He just talks about all these people who could be doing things to help people because they have the means to do it. And now that he has the means to do it, he's doing nothing to help any of them. Yeah, but you can say that about a lot of directors. And I'm not saying it's right for them either, but they're not over there pushing the fact that they're not over there pointing out. Like who? Wait, like like that do that specifically that make that exploit the people 
that they're that they're trying to to help through exposing the evils of them to make money and then profiting off of that exploitation and then not helping them in any way um i think that? the whole well i don't know it's debatable because he's the most successful one if anything yeah possibly but you can easily state that the whole point of the film is not for for um for him to be to be helping them the whole point of the film is to address it so that the government takes action upon that you know the whole point is is to address the situation to have a social effect not he's not doing he's not doing the film like oh please watch this film and buy my my videos so i can help these families i i mean i you can argue it either either way i just don't to me he's the rush limbaugh of liberalism yeah, they're he like has the same both, chin. It was like the same have, triple chin. They both probably have the same <laughs> substance abuse issues. They both eat too much. And they both just, they're they are assholes in the sense that nothing comes out of them but fucking shit. Like, it, it's just it's just rhetoric, man. Like, there's a way that you can go about making arguments that's not obnoxious, that's not abrasive, that's more constructive. It's, 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 it's cool to sit there and criticize people to be funny. Mm-hmm. But if you're making a serious point, it has to be constructive. You come out there and you say there's a problem, but if you're going to make a fucking movie about it and, and have everyone watch it, then have a fucking solution. Don't just sit there and point fingers, man. I remember getting really upset because my ex's parents took me on the 4th of July to go watch Fahrenheit 9-11 with them. And it was the first time I'd ever even heard of Michael Moore. I didn't even know what the movie was going to be about. Mm-hmm. And he was walking up to politicians and he was saying, is your son in Iraq right now? Is your son in the war? He's old enough to be in the war. And they'd be like, no, he's in school. Well, how can, if you believe in the war so much, how come? It's like, cause you, cause probably because their son's in his twenty, because their 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 son's an adult and he wants to go to fucking school. Yeah, like you know what a, I mean. Like it's not up to him to push his policies. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're. So what if you're straight and your son's gay, or vice versa? If you're gay and your son's straight, you're gonna you know go suck a dick because because <laughs> I do because this is what I believe in. You know what I mean? Like. It well, just seems ridiculous for him to go up there. Like, I, I get it. It was to make a point. Well, so, I, bet well, a lot of people I think like, everybody should take a dick every once in a while, you know? Like, just, <laughs> just try it out. Clears your head. <laughs> or it clears a head. I don't remember how this thing goes. How's his dick, Michael Moore? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I believe it. Well, you know, sometimes people choke on stuff. Glass in your face. <laughs> Isn't that the same person? Maybe Rush Limbaugh puts on glasses in the baseball game. Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a, a skit, South Park skit? I think it was. Yeah? That's, it was, that would make a lot of sense. No, no, it was a family guy. It was something like that. I'm pretty know, sure I saw it somewhere. <laughs> Maybe, dude. It's the same bullshit. It's the same rhetoric on just two different parties. And it's funny because the parties argue... They're like, the exact same party. They, they it's the exact same party. They believe the same shit. They just argue over semantics, and it it just separates all the people, man. All the fucking every all the followers, and I guess if you're, I don't know, I don't even know what to blame it on anymore. Yeah, it's this is. Uh, well, I hate to do this, but Obama. <laughs> Obama. Obama. Um, oh my god! Man. Honestly, like uh, 2008, like dude, I was so into Obama. I voted for Obama. I even did like the phone calls, like the phone banks. <laughs> dude, it was. I had best. a I had a T shirt that say like change. It was the, or he yes, the best, we can. He had the best PR agent ever. Oh yeah, best. Oh, really good writers, but by far the most disappointing president. Um, not the worst president, just the most disappointing. I agree. 
um, that I've ever seen. Um, he, he set the bar so high for himself. Yeah, he and did. It's, just, it's like, I mean, he spent years just raising that bar, raising that bar, and then he's still on the ground. He's just like, that's a really high bar. He just, <laughs> he just walked under it. He just walked under the bar. And everyone was like, wait, I thought you were going to climb over. He's like, nah. Nah, you know what? I'm too cool for that bar. <laughs> Unless someone's talking about third term, no. Nope. And right. I and I get it. Some people argue like, well, you know, the Republicans and the Tea Party. Dude, yeah, all of that's bullshit. That has nothing to do with if I make a promise, and there's other people who do other things that are bad. That doesn't mean I can't keep my fucking promise. You know, it's all a bunch of the promises that he made are promises that he, as the president of the United States, does not have the authority to make to, to yeah. follow through with. But people vote based on these things, and it seems like they have to campaign that way because people care more about what they believe in than what they're going to do. Like, nobody's educated about what the president does, what the function of the United States president is. It's, it. well, I mean, and it's scary because sometimes the the things that we want the president to do sounds a lot more like a dictatorship. Yeah, because... And, and it's, and it's uh, honestly, like, we have a system to prevent a dictatorship. And, and I understand we want a guy that will just go over there and do what we want. You know, everybody wants that. Somebody who but does. We all want different things. We all want different things, and we have a system in place to of compromise, yeah. not not a system of of um, of kidnapping or like you know um, what am I looking for? What, what's the word? I don't know where you're going. You <laughs> what? say kidnapping, it's gonna be in a completely different direction. <laughs> well, I mean, the Congress <laughs> Congress like totally like um, almost blackmailing in order to get whatever a certain party wants. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it, it's it's just hackery. They're all hacks. It's Obama, hackery. It's fuckery. <laughs> it's fuckery. Like, I've never seen a, a Congress this horrible. And I think I think the approval rating is, is like, now at single digits, <laughs> the right? The entire fucking government's approval rating is down. Is that, like, and they're not doing anything to help themselves. I don't know, but I feel like I get well, super suspicious, man, about Supposedly, um, um, is it Senator or Congressman Ryan? I think it's congressman. He just like um oh there it is. House approves budget deal. Compromise heads to Senate. So yeah, it was um it was a compromise between like uh, Democrats and Republicans. And the whole thing that they said was, well, we decided like not to go over like entitlement reform or tax reform or anything big. We just want to pass something so that we don't have to go through the same shit that we went through in October. Right. A shutdown. Totally makes sense. I would start reading about the bill. It's really nothing. It was a compromise over, well, let's not spend more. Let's do some tax cuts. I mean, let's do not tax cuts, but let's uh, let's cut some spending. Um, let's uh, kind of cut down on how much the government contributes to the to the retirement fund for like compensation uh, for the. Oh, fuck, man. I, it's so late right now. <laughs> um, it's sort of like retirement accounts for, for government workers so that mm-hmm. they have to contribute a little bit more. Okay. Um, and some raising on fees, on federal fees, not tax, not taxes. That's about it. That, that, was, that was it. <laughs> like there was nothing big, nothing r- real that – it was just something to get by. Dude, this this these past few years, as far as everything federal goes, it's been one big clusterfuck. It's 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 <laughs> been a bunch of letdowns, man. It's just like these big buildups and then just like deflation. Big buildup, 
deflation. Like all this, it's, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't understand what the agenda here is because either, either there's some kind of big plan and they're manipulating us very, very well, or that's just a big cover up for how fucked up things are and how retarded all of the people in the government are because not the, because people look at it like the government's one thing, but the government's just a bunch of things. It's just, it no longer functions. It's like a clock whose cogs aren't the same shape that fit into like the grooves anymore. And like things are just suffering. Parts are suffering because nothing's going together. You know what I mean? Things are moving against each other instead of with each other. Do you think it's going to get better? Mm, I think it's going to change. It's going to have to change. <laughs> it's going to, yeah. It's going to, I mean, if it doesn't get, if we don't get our shit together, there's going to be some other country who comes up. I mean, China already fucked themselves over, but I mean, somebody. Well, that's debatable. It, I mean, it's debatable, but I mean, it's the, I mean, everything, the way that the world works now, we're in a position where, you know, over the past, within the past 200 years, the entire world was finally discovered, at least a majority of it. You know what I mean? Like human beings have pretty much enveloped the earth in, in all of the inhabitable places to live. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. There's really a lot of new places to go. I don't know. Every... There's a secret continent, the secret, the secret continent between America and Asia. How would you know? Maybe. Have because you been people, there? Because, have you been there, Nick? Have you been there, secret, Nick? It's a secret that all people who fly over the over the Pacific Ocean keep. If I recall, there's a bunch of land under the Pacific Ocean. No, under, yeah. <laughs> drain the ocean. People. Fuck it. Once we drain the ocean, we'll have plenty of land. It'll all be salted, but fuck it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> why? Why not? And from what I recall, there's like a rift there that just constantly. Oh wait, no, that's on the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> that just keeps on shooting molten lava in the ocean. So I mean, it's expanding, it's growing. I thought you were gonna start. I thought you were gonna go into the plot of Pacific Rim. This is a giant rift that monsters keep coming out of. <laughs> right? Why unleash that terror? <laughs> but I mean, anyway. Anyway. That's where John Boehner came from. Oh, God. <laughs> the rift. John fucking Boehner. Um, the giant ass crack in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> you would. I don't know. I I, I want to be optimistic, but I, I consider myself a realist. I don't believe in the New World Order in the sense that there's going to be this tyrannical one government. Who the fuck is going to agree? Like, what, what body is going to agree to come together and let one... That's never worked. Human... Human beings have never been able to organize or control that many people at once. I think the closest... Without a resistance and rebellion. Like, it just oh, hasn't dude, there's happened. there's no fucking way. I mean, it's going to... If anything, now, it's going to cause, like, a huge civil war and a battle. And honestly, they just don't have the technology to, to get rid of all of us and control us all. They're going to have to stop the internet first. First and foremost, you have to stop the internet. That's the only way because... Now that we have access to information that they don't want us to have so yeah. easily, there's no way for us to not be informed or have access to information. And people can be pirates or whatever and, and, and broadcasting. And I, honestly, I think I think the internet is like a godsend because we have access to shit to, that do we just know now. Um, it's funny because we were just talking about this in my in my class about digital natives and digital immigrants. I remember we talked about this. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, just for like um, listeners, whoever that may be. Did we <laughs> did we talk about it on the podcast? No. Oh, okay. Um, but um, 
So digital immigrants are people who grew up without the internet and technology and being used on a regular basis. As for digital, yeah. And digital natives are people who grew up with the technology and use it all the time and are so easily integrated into it. I think we're like a transitional period, though, because I remember... Mm, I think, well, the way we were learning it... I was six years old. I did not have an iPhone like half of these fucking kids that I Oh, well, yeah. There's going to be following generations that are more integrated than ours. I mean, there are kids who have Wikipedia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Supposedly, digital uh, digital natives started somewhere around the 80s when the personal computer became more available. And like mobile devices and so forth, right? Whatever. (laughs) And Steve Wozniak. Those two. (laughs) Anyway... Um, but, um, there's something about like, um, digital immigrants, they had to search for stuff and they get kind of, um, and well, who knows, it might happen to digital natives too, mm-hmm. but digital immigrants get, um, comfortable. Once they know a craft, they kind of like not advance beyond a certain point. And they're not really updated <clears throat> into uh, other things. Like and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Suppose, yeah, that's that's the saying, right? Of course, I because mean, because technology is just so different from everything else that they grew up with. I'm sure it's very intimidating. So, well, that's the thing. Digital natives are so in tune with technology, even as new ones come out. Oh yeah, they easily can integrate into the new one. Especially because our with, generation is the one creating this shit now, so they're creating it for themselves. It's easy for us to get into because exactly. And so it makes me it makes me wonder. Like we have. We have a vast – we have a chance of, of, of um, a transitional point where we are constantly upgrading ourselves or we can right. constantly be upgrading ourselves with information, with technology, and we can progress ourselves. Unfortunately, the majority of our, our generation does not do that. And I'm a, I'm, I mean I'm not going to say I'm perfect either. Like I, I – sometimes I'm just on the internet just Doing whatever it is that I do on the internet, <laughs> wasting right, time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But I mean, I like to look up stuff about nutrition, health. Um, if I have a question about something I don't understand, go to the internet. You know. Oh, before I forget, go to um, www. This is just for you, for or for whoever's listening, for future reference. Speaking of, go to www.examine.com. Examine. Yeah, just the word examine. I don't know if this – I doubt this website's been around forever, but that seems like a pretty basic domain name. Okay. What is this about? Independent analysis and supplement – ooh. And nutrition. And it, it's in-depth information and, and answers to questions about nutrition and supplements with a pretty big list of sources. It seems like they're built, still building the website a little bit, but I think it's really interesting information. It's a lot of non-bullshit and those sources are interesting. They tell you, you know, like this many sources say that this is the effect that was given from this. And that's smart. Yeah. I'm surprised there isn't. Wow, this is really laid out really nice. It is not to be confused with. And On it. <laughs> imagine. On it's a pretty good website. I wish I had a sponsor. Anyway, onit.com. <laughs> Use the code name. Okay. <laughs> 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 to save half of taxes on your order. Or just burr. 
Well, that's for uh, stamps.com. <laughs> Forget what I said in the first podcast. <laughs> ah. B-U-I-I. Butt wipes. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> the butt wipe from um something Charlie. No yeah. Wipe Charlie. Ooh, yeah, one butt wipe Charlie. One wipe Charlie. Oh, that's funny. The butt wife for men. <laughs> Dude, I listened to the podcast. I was listening to his podcast at work today from, it was from like a few, I'm behind on his, mm-hmm. from a few weeks ago. Bill Burr. And he, we were talking Bill about. Burr. And um, the Monday morning podcast. And he says the same ones all the time. So he'll like, he'll start off like, are you ready? Are you ready for it? And the classic stamps.com everybody are you tired of going to the post office and you know what's awesome is that he fucks up every single time dude, he always last, challenges on himself on this one that I was just listening to he's like alright I'm gonna try to only mess up three times on this one and he goes through and he reads he's like alright I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the next one slower like it's to the point where he's not even like just reading the advertisement like boring like he's he's getting into it to like challenge himself to, to read better that sucks He's like, this is why you guys stay in cool kid. This is why you guys stay in school kid. And he'll be like, ah, fuck that shit. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> nah. He's a he's a great guy. It's, um Dad keeps his money in the mattress because he doesn't trust banks. Uh, <laughs> you know there's no gold behind our currency. <laughs> oh man. There isn't, there isn't. There isn't. It's a promise. I'm actually talking about that. I'm actually reading a book called Gold. I saw that. The Once and a Future Currency. It's kind of an old book. Um, I think it's almost 10 years old. It's almost 10 years old. But as, So it, it was published just before uh, the crisis. It happened in 2007. I think it came out later. <laughs> it never ended. <laughs> <laughs> the crisis started in 2000. You can go back as far as you want. The crisis that started in 1776 and never ended. Treason. Uh, <laughs> It's such a good book. Um, our, my friend Brendan um, recommended it to me because he knows I'm into finance and business and economics. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I kind of, I'm kind of standoffish on the Federal Reserve. I'm, I'm not going to say we should abolish it, but I definitely think we need to reconsider the way things I'm are done. I'm going to make an argument. Okay? <laughs> you have to have an opinion by the time I'm done making the argument. All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm kidding. I have no fucking. Oh, <laughs> The Federal uh, Reserve is I, I, there's no argument there. That's just fucking stupid. You think so? The Federal, yeah. The fact that a privately owned corporation, yeah, that's the part I don't like. All it. of the money, and they make how much money? Does Colin say a month? Make, make like print. Oh, like, make, like they print. What is it like forty million dollars or forty billion dollars mm, a month? Something somewhere around eighty-five billion. No, no, I think they're buying eighty-five billion in securities and printing out somewhere around thirty billion. I, I don't know exactly how it's. It's going. just ridiculous, man. I like forgot. It's a joke. It doesn't like going back. I've thought about it, and I, I'm not, I'm not savvy enough as far as like economics or even I, financing I, to really get it. But it seems to me that the last legitimate form of of paying for things was trade. Because people are like, well, there's no gold behind. Why the fuck is gold worth anything? Like, gold's only worth the amount of gold that exists, and gold isn't even. Gold is as much of a currency as, as the money that we have now. It's just a fucking rock. You can't use it for anything. It's not a practical thing to buy things with. Yeah, it's really not useful for anything. The, the, the bartering system seemed like it was the most effective thing, but now that we live in the, you know this kind of society, 
that doesn't work. I mean, I guess technically you could trade services, but you know, you can't buy bread by fixing <laughs> someone's computer. I'll make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Where Imagine I just. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I just want some milk. <laughs> Please. <laughs> what are you doing this for, bread? bread. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the best piece of ass in three states. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I bet it gets like a golf ball through the garden hose. <laughs> I uh, I was actually talking about the Federal Reserve with Mike the other day, uh, one of my friends, and. Uh, I was going into detail. I know I probably bored him because he's like, I don't know what you guys you're talking about, but I understand. What like, wait? We're, are we talking about pinatas still? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you, you changed the subject for pinatas. I've been talking about pinatas. No. <laughs> well, anyway, we were talking about the economic state, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and uh, we were just talking about what the Federal Reserve is doing right now in order to progress the economy. Um. And I don't know if I should get into it. Well, fuck it. I have like time. Basically, <laughs> basically, they're buying up securities in order to reduce risk in the market. And so, in order to, they're buying so much securities. And what's a security? How do you buy a security? What does that even mean? Um, they're like loans. Um, the Federal Reserve is buying loans. Yeah, uh, particularly uh, like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, um. And also like uh, like also like bonds and treasury bonds that that the government is printing out and loaning out. Who's printing this out? Uh, U.S. The U.S. is not a is not a group or a place like the U.S. The U.S. is a country. Right. So every country. Oh man, huh? this is where it gets. Boring. <laughs> this is where it gets. Uh, this is it. <laughs> so, all right, just like just like a company. All right, let's say for. Mm, but the gun, but the country is a is not one body. It's like a bunch of small things together that just make up one domain. What what's who like what, who's in charge of that? The U.S. Treasury. And who's in charge of the U.S. Treasury? Uh, the U.S. government. And who's in charge of the fucking U.S. government? Um, the the Congress. No one's in Congress. Charge, Congress. Man. Congress. Congress is in charge of. Congress is in charge, which makes it a clusterfuck. But the U.S. Treasury is the one that takes care of like the bonds and and how much that's, money. Yeah, that's not even. Yeah, yeah. So it gets deviated. Yeah. From, uh, who, so anyway, who likes pie? anyway, apple <laughs> asshole, asshole, fuck you. Anyway, so all right, let, let let me just sum up before I, okay. I go because it gets pretty complicated. I'm not a I'm not a real economist. I this just play be... one in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so. So basically, the, the the Federal Reserve is buying up all these securities and loans and backing up loans for the market <clears throat> and reducing the interest rate to a very low interest rate so that banks can can loan amongst and borrow money at a very cheap amount, which also reduces their loans and securities to a very cheap amount of interest, which basically what they're trying to do is Make interest rates so low that everybody's moving. The money is constantly moving. You know, mm-hmm. so if the money is constantly moving, it's supercharging the economy. It's making everybody work. They're, why? Because money is constantly moving around, and so we're trying to keep this going until until everybody's back on their feet. And how long is that going to take? Well, that's the thing. We're printing money in order to back up this this uh, circulation of money. 
and, and cash flow. But how long is it going to take? I mean, so far it's been five, six years. We can't keep these interest rates low forever because once we, once we lay off the gas pedal, inflation is going to jump. Oh yeah. Now it's how we it's how we taper off the gas pedal determines how fast the the interest rates are going to jump back up and inflation is going to jump back up. Um, that's why, like right now, these past couple of days, and the, that's when McDonald's employees will get paid fifteen dollars an hour. Oh yeah, right. When gas yeah. is like twelve bucks a gallon. See, but and you know it's funny because um, like a few years back, I had an economics professor and we were talking, and we were talking about this exact same thing, and we were and, but we were talking primarily about like um, a wage reform, like the minimum wage, raising the minimum wage and stuff. Right. And we were saying, like, you know, because he's really ultra conservative. Uh, he he's a libertarian, and how very. Are you, how are you a libertarian if you're ultra conservative? I don't understand the question. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, he's a libertarian and he's fiscally conservative. There he goes. Okay. That's what I I meant. Um. And so he was talking about how the best time to do, um, like, minimum wage reform would be when, in, at a time of economic growth. And the problem is that everybody does minimum wage reform and worker reform, labor reform, um, when the economy is, is at a re- recession or depression. Historically, that's always been the case. Now, <clears throat> he argues that... Um, such reforms um, prevent the progress of coming back to a more successful economy, which I kind of understand. But it's sort of like, dude, if it wasn't done during the economic growth, it needs to happen regardless, right? Right. So I, I don't understand um, his point of view. We, we kind of went back and forth on it. I mean, he knows more about it than I, but I'm pretty sure many economists debate over such uh, topics like that. So, what is your opinion on um, the minimum wage being an amount that uh, is that someone could live off of? Oh, that's I... the argument right now, right? That's what that big protest is about. Is about like right now the minimum wage, at least in California where we live, is not a wage you can live off of. You're, what's the minimum wage right now? Eight fifty? Eight dollars? It's eight dollars, right? It was eight dollars. It's eight dollars. It's going to be ten dollars in two years. Right. So it's eight dollars an hour. Where in Los Angeles can you live off of working eight dollars? Working for eight dollars an hour, not full time. Nowhere. It's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Even full time, where could you live? Full time, um, South Central. South, South Central, Central, maybe some parts in Compton. Um, maybe some parts in Inglewood. And um, what if you have kids? Oh man, I don't even know how you. You have <laughs> to. You have to have more than. You have, have to be kids. working more than more than two jobs. Like uh, I mean, I think you could say nine out of ten times if you're working at a minimum wage job, either you're in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, you either you don't have a degree, either you don't have a degree and you're young, or you have a family. Like, and you had your family young, like, while you were still not, like, established financially. 
that's usually like who you see working at fast when i worked at at starbucks it was before i graduated i wasn't getting paid minimum wage but or like viatron like when we worked at viatron that was minimum wage but we were like in junior college yeah still, yeah you know Dude, um, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that like to, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that's the demographic in general. And you know what? Like all those jobs, <clears throat> those are all respectable jobs. Like, um, yeah, I mean, someone, I mean, obviously people want that, so someone's got to do it. Here's the thing, I believe people should be living. I think everybody should be living or working at a place where they can sustain. Um, um, the life living their, living wages. Their living wages. Their their lifestyle. Um, of course, your lifestyle is completely catered by how much it should be catered by how much you make. Yeah, but you we can't. and we live in a society currently where, you know, everybody's trying to live outside their means. Um, hopefully, this recession kind of humbled us. Um, I don't. <laughs> it, I know it being close to Christmas and right after Black Friday, I think we can see that that didn't happen. No, it didn't. But I mean, it it should have, and and I think for the most part, it kind of did shake a lot of families and made them realize. I know oh, for I'm me, sure a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their jobs, and a lot of people got into this shock of like, oh shit, I really need to save. I hope I hope it encourages people to save. But the thing is, the thing is like if. So it, economically, I, I I understand why people should be having a minimum wage that is livable, but at the same time, I also understand why there's jobs that don't. The problem is that there's more jobs that are hiring that don't offer a livable wage opposed to those that that do. Well, because and those, on top of that, the the livable wage that they're asking for is fifteen dollars, which that's is not that's a lot of money. That's that is as fuck. that is unrealistic right now, but it's not the livable wage. A real livable wage is somewhere around the twenty dollar range. That's to live comfortably in a house, to live in an apartment with the money I make less. I make well, I make around fifteen dollars an hour, and I could live in an apartment. Well, Nick, please. Don't, you don't need to show off. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you like, I don't, you I and can, your livable wage. <laughs> I mean, I can live in. Like, How dare a, you? I can live in an apartment or something. But I mean, I mean, I can. You can live off of fifteen dollars an hour, yeah, easily. But I mean, I mean, unless you have a family and kids and shit like that. But like, I've I've heard the argument that, well, I I was gonna listen to what your opinion was and play the devil's advocate, but it sounds like you're kind of all over the place. So yeah, because I mean, it's a, it's a, well, it's a very ahead. controversial subject, but it is one of the arguments that I've heard is the reason why the minimum wage is so low or why jobs are minimum wages. Like the, those people, like the people who can do those jobs, anybody can do those jobs. Yeah. I mean, you could, I'm sure a four, if there weren't like age work, age working god damn it labor laws children child labor laws then you know a 14 year old kid could probably work at the cashiers you know of mcdonald's or, or the drive through window taking orders or you know sampling shit at a kiosk in the mall or you know <laughs> stocking the toy aisle at walmart please or... play with me <laughs> are, you, are you my mother <laughs> All right. But I mean, so that was the argument that I read. At least one of the arguments that I read mm -hmm. with people debating this is, you know, why would 
the, the most of the people who have these jobs, at least at one point, you know, like people flipping burgers and shit, were people in high school who were just working for extra money You're right. to go buy, you know, their useless high school shit like music. Well, or, here's or movie tickets. Here's a food. here's a counter argument to that though, because the majority of people that that do work those jobs are the people that spend the most. Because, because they need to, who, they well, need to. Not just, not just. Well, I mean, it depends how you look at it. Because now, now I notice going to to, to McDonald's or fast food or. Anywhere, well, I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about for just pleasure. I'm just talking about because they need to spend that money in order to survive. They need to buy groceries. They need to pay. Well, that's, for, but that's what I'm saying. It depends how you look at it. Because now that's more of the case. Because now you go to these places and you see a lot of older people working there. You know. Um, no, it's it's always been that. It's it's always been that people who make um, because it's the majority of the population. All these people they 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 spend. I mean that's that's what they do. I mean that's that's why they're earning the money. But the thing is, if they're making less than a livable wage, they have less money to spend. Sure, they're making they're they're working more hours, and 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 it's more beneficial for the companies. But to be honest, at some point. The economy or the people who who live in this economy are going to run out of money to buy the products that they sell. But is it is it realistic to ask a company? I mean, like, I'm not saying that it's right, but what I'm saying is, a com- like, if it's a position that almost anybody at any age with any education can do, like, why should they pay you as much money as somebody getting paid to do something that they had to graduate from college to do? To do that job. See, but that's assuming that's assuming that the person who graduated from college is making the same amount of money. I I don't know anybody who's making fifteen bucks an hour asking, but, but protesting the, because they're not making enough money. Well, the thing is, the debate is that the concept is that okay, if, if these making, pe- if these people are making fifteen bucks an hour, then all the other salaries should be up to par. As their educational level and their, their and everything inflates, and fifteen dollars an hour is the equivalent of eight dollars an hour at that point. It could be, and it couldn't. It is. But here's the thing: inflation rises by how much? Annually, that. inflation rate goes up annually about let's say two to three percent every year. Okay, uh-huh. the national, the national. Um, the national um, um, minimum wage hasn't been changed since the 90s. But the minimum wage is different wherever you go. In San Francisco, You're the right. minimum wage is like ten fifty. You're right. But the national minimum wage, which, by the way, the majority of states, um, they just don't have a minimum wage. So they fall back on the federal um, minimum wage. Let's, let's say like, um, uh, I believe, Arizona, but who Nevada, and... A lot of people that dude, there's a lot of people that works in those. No, I'm not saying there aren't people who works that job. I'm asking who works. Who are the people? What are the demographics of people who work minimum wage jobs? Who falls into that category? People who don't qualify for other jobs. Yeah. So I mean, and who are those people? Um, whoever live in those states. I don't. I don't know what you mean. They're like, usually people they who don't. They're usually people who don't go to college or can't afford to. But there are people who don't go to college who who work at jobs where they make more than the minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But there's not enough of those jobs to cover everybody in this in the in the country. 
So here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to say is that in if we if so far we haven't been able to raise the minimum wage nationally since the 90s. Why? And in ba- because Congress hasn't hasn't moved towards that. They haven't for some reason. Um, you can blame it on the Bush administration, but then you can also say, well, Obama hasn't really done much of anything either. So, so I mean, think about it. Ten years of, on average, the interest rate, the the inflation rate going from one point five to three percent increase every year, except for the past, let's say, three to four years, because the Federal Reserve has artificially been keeping the interest rate um the the inflation rate low okay mm-hmm. so since the 90s that's about 13 years minus let's say 5 years um how much is that uh, that's uh 8 years mm-hmm. let's just say it's 2% every year that inflation rate goes up so that's 16% since the 90s but that's exponential growth i mean it's two percent and it's two percent of the additional two percent it's not 16 percent of the initial price it's two percent and then two percent of the mm-hmm. you know the new number and then two percent of the new number so it just keeps growing exponentially you're right inflation has has grown but let's just say just for the sake of numbers right it's been it's been 16 percent. okay since uh since the um minimum wage has increased so that that means that the minimum wage is 16% at least 16% behind mm-hmm. dude we have to change the minimum wage in order to keep up with with uh, livability i mean we're talking about we're we're literally a decade behind Right, and we live in a place where everything is very expensive. Well, we live in a place where everything is expensive. But we also choose to live here. We also choose to live here, but what about the rest of the country? The people who, who don't have a state minimum wage? Dude, there's a lot of places where you can live. Like, I know people who moved to Arizona. Like, three people who moved to Arizona and bought a fucking house to live in because you can afford a house for the price of a fucking apartment in LA. Based, in, based on, the ma- on the wages that you make here. Right. But if you go over there yeah, and you, you make, make the less, same wage, you make you make, you make far less. We're talking about like six six bucks, six bucks an hour, and that's the minimum wage over there. People who who live there, they can't afford. I mean, for us, their houses are extremely low, but for them, it's like, dude, there's no way I'm gonna afford a house like that. So I, I mean, going back to the original, I guess to the original question, as far as. Like what? So you think that we should raise the minimum wage? You think everybody should just get a jump in pay? Everyone should just get a pay raise? Um, I think ideally everyone makes five dollars more. Ideally, I think everybody should be making at least a livable wage. And then, what but if, in reality, I honestly don't see us ever reaching fifteen dollars an hour in the so, next five years. So, so. hypothetically, hypothetically, everyone's making a livable wage. Let's say a livable wage is fifteen dollars, right? Uh huh. You can get a job at fifty at fifteen, right? Sixteen. Let's yeah, let's pretend. Okay, so yeah. so you can be a sixteen year old kid making fifteen dollars an hour mm-hmm. after school. Like what? Like what's that gonna? What's that gonna do to the economy? Like prices prices for things are gonna go up. Everything's gonna be way more expensive, little by little. I mean, if perhaps 
perhaps like you but there's no there's no dirt money if people make more money, that people are gonna buy more things. They're gonna raise the prices. Everything's gonna yeah, but not, the way but the not as works. but not as fast as a uh, not as fast as a. Uh, they're not gonna be raised. It's not gonna be inflation that so moves beyond three percent. So there's gonna be no. We're talking about the hypothetical situation where everyone just gets this huge pay raise. Uh huh. They want the minimum wage to more than double. Mm hmm. So hypothetically, in that situation where that happens. Everything just just moves. The prices of everything just move to match the new the new income, right? Because mm, not automatically. Company, if you're a company, let's say you're on it, right? Oh, on yeah. it sells very very high quality, but very very expensive shit, mm. right? So now people are making way more money. They have to they have to pay their employees way more money. So now in order to make the, the amount of money to pay their employees to still per the same profit they do now, they have to raise the prices of all of their stuff to the price. That means that they can afford to pay that, their employees the same That is not money. a direct correlation. There's You can easily so just... So they can, they can pay their employees all of this money without making more money? Uh, No, that's not what... You're assuming that the only way of, of, um, of cutting costs is by raising... Um, the price of the marginal um, profit of of, uh, of the product that they're selling. It's not always true. Where else do they make money? They can also cut it by um, the word would be integration, I suppose, where um, and workflow. Of course, people are going to be laid off, but at the same time, they're going to have to forcefully find a, a more efficient way of producing. Um, producing a low-cost product there's, there's the other solution because that happens a lot now too my mom was telling me that um a lot of well at her at her company and i've heard this talked about at other companies too what they do when things get more expensive for them they lay people off and they pay people the same amount of money they just give them the other people's responsibilities correct so that's I mean, and that's that makes sense that makes sense and but the thing is that's a short-term solution because that's here's the thing it is because Businesses, what they and right now you can see that through financial statements and um, just the way the business are, is being run. Ever since the the crash that happened um, in two thousand eight, I I look at banks particularly for this because banks are literally running with about a third of the staff and um, and um, and crew that they had back in two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. They're saving a lot of money. That's one of the reasons why their stocks are up, aside from the manual, manually keeping inflation down. Right. But um, um, they're running very efficiently, but the problem is that they're trying to expand at the same time. Now, as they're trying to um, progress and expand, they're going to have to hire. It's it's just it's it's a natural economic flow where yeah you're you're trying to you're trying to thin out costs but at the same time you need to expand yourself in order to grow and make more profits and eventually you're going to be forced to expand your 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 um your payroll staff mm -hmm. you know in order to reach out to more markets it's it's a the laying off of people is a short-term solution that will eventually, <coughs> if the business is run correctly, which will eventually cause more hiring in the in the 
future. Probably not of those same people. Probably not. Probably new people, right? New college graduates, people who can start off at the bottom, as opposed to people who were getting paid more money at one point, people who were higher up, people who got laid off because they didn't need two managers anymore. They're going to have one manager lead this team, and the other manager is expendable. Or when they merge companies and they get rid of people because there only needs to be one of this or one of that. Possibly. But also at the same time, if you're making more money and you're being laid off, if you know the exact same thing that, or you know how to manage something, you can just as easily make your own service and own business. I think, I mean, I understand, like, (coughs) I mean, I think, I think that these ideas are a little bit idealized in the sense that thinking that there's integrity in business. Oh, yeah. The people who run these, I mean, you'd say corporations, but businesses or whatever, that these people have more empathy, that these people care more about their employees than they do about themselves, that they even know who their employees are. Do you live in America? What what the fuck are you talking about? No, this isn't. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, it sounds very idealistic. Ideally, ideally, this is. is, is, Ideally, this is. But this isn't what's going to happen. Who was it that, um,. Keynes, or Keynes, I forget, he's a famous economic um, economist. One of the things he, he always talked about a free market and, um, um, you know, the, he, I know it was Adam Smith that talked about the invisible hand and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, letting the market take care of itself. And yeah, ideally that's the way everything works. But one of the things Keane said, and I feel like a lot of his followers kind of overlook, is that Keane said that, or Keane's, oh, fuck, man, I know somebody's going to tell me, man, you're saying it wrong. But anyway, he, ever I down. know, if everybody, yeah. Um, he said that um, that one of the problems with economics is that they're trying to make it into a science. Mm-hmm. And there are way too many variables in economics to really break it down into a science. Actually, there's a new developing form of economics called behavioral economics and psychological economics. No, I was just about to say that those those are the probably the two biggest wild cards because human human psychology and human behavior are two completely unpredictable things. Yeah, and I, people will do thing. People can do one thing one moment. And the entire herd can go do something else. There's no human nature. Because a basic a very fluctuating idea. Because a basic the, all right. Because there's two things that while studying economics, I'm like, this sounds right. If this was the way it worked, there's two things that that they do is that they do a lot of uh, mathematical analysis about statistics, assuming that things will stay the same. But as we know, everything changes constantly. Another fallacy that that economics has is that it assumes that people will do what is best for them. Right. And as we know, people are dumb as fuck. They don't always know what what is best for them. They don't even know what they want. Yeah, half the time they don't know. And so so that's why a lot of economists are sort of like, well, mm." (laughs) (laughs) you know, they just shrug and like, well, this is what could happen and this is what could happen. So... We'll see what happens. Right. And it's... And it's, we'll speculate. And we'll speculate. And then we'll talk about that and what that means. And and, and, what that's, and what's going to happen after that. And we'll probably... Like, <laughs> it probably has the same same mathematical accuracy, statistical accuracy as like the weather prediction. It's gonna it is. It's going to rain on it Thursday is. and then it rains on Sunday. And going back to the Federal Reserve thing, 
what they're doing is like Ben Bernanke is a very smart intellectual economist came from um, academia, right? The problem is that what he envisions is so we take on all this debt we keep the inflation low once the economy gets better we can tax them and then it balances itself out sounds like a great idea if that's the way it comes out to be but to be honest we have never done this this is the first time we've ever done something like this where we print out money so quickly and we buy and we buy um so much debt and we keep inflation artificially low this low like this i guess if you're a neoliberalist this is ideal because the government is trying to stay out of the market so far Mm -hmm. and trying to let it do its own thing but to be honest we've never artificially kept the interest rates this low before and we've never printed out so much money before we really don't know what's going to happen when we when we stop printing Sounds, uh, sounds like a solid plan yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, maybe the mathematics make sense. Do they? I I don't know, man. That's like <laughs> I don't know. That's beyond my head. Everyone's just grasping for straws, man. But like, but no... he he's he's part of you know um, the Ivy League. You know, he's an Ivy right. League teacher, professor. You know, he knows the math. He knows everything, and he probably does. But it doesn't mean that it's gonna work. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that it's going to come out as perfect as what he's saying and you know it's funny because everybody wants it to work everybody just trusts this guy and it's scary it's scary because I, I understand why they're doing it I just wonder should we be doing it and, and you know it's funny we don't have any control over that no I mean it's our money it's 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 you know what we spent most you know most of our day working to earn or whatever you know when you when you go somewhere when you buy a movie ticket you're like well this was an hour of my life that I spent (laughs) 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 like to to, just to watch so that's why you know like to me to me the most precious currency damn you Spider Man (laughs) (laughs) come on now Tobey Maguire once that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, fuck yeah. you, Spider-Man. Yeah, I know, fuck you. <laughs> $13 of my time. <laughs> but, but, um, it's, I mean, time is the only currency that's really worth anything to me, you know? Like, if I spend the next, I'd rather spend the next two weeks of my life really happy than, than spend the next, like, five years of my life miserable. I'd rather live only two weeks and those two weeks be fucking amazing then live two years of like mediocre bullshit where at the end I have regret. I'd rather just not regret. I'd rather just die happy. Honestly, I don't have time to waste being unhappy with anything. You know what I mean? Like I just, you can't live your life like that. That's why I can't work at a job that I don't like to work at. That's why. And I mean, you, and you do have to work, but you also have to take pride in what you, anyway, I'm going off on it. No, no, you're right. You're doing, you're, you're, I mean, you're right. You have I to, mean, honestly, like, uh, and it sucks because we can't, we can't really do anything directly because we can't vote in who Ben Bernanke, you know, we can't vote in the chairman. We That's not our job. People and, don't even know who most of these fucking people are. Yeah. Most people don't even know what any of this is. Most people don't know what the Federal Reserve is or how the economy works. No one even fucking, if you ask someone to draw the front of a $1 bill, 
How much of, how much of <laughs> they're going to get the big number ones. <laughs> they're going to get the base in the middle. They, they might get that is George Washington. <laughs> the, and the slave in the, the back. <laughs> right, yeah. the, slave, George, <laughs> the tiny slave in the corner that's painting the dollar bill like it's on a building. <laughs> the little roll pin. Uh, <laughs> but, but you're right. They they don't know. And, and they don't care. But they honestly, want to be told what to believe. That's why the fucking news is popular. That's why it's so fucking cushy. It's because people want to just be told what's going on. And then they can have their opinions. And they can talk about their opinions. And and then they just move on. And there's so much shit happening but all day, here's every the thing. day. Here's the thing. I Sometimes I think they make it difficult on purpose. Where they don't want you to know. They're like, look, you voted us in. Just let us take care of it. And I think, I think a lot of it, I think we give, I think personally, I think we give them way more credit than they deserve. Like they have the, (laughs) they have the technology to spy on us and all that shit. And I have no doubt that they're doing it. But like a lot of the conspiracy theories, some of them, there's a lot of evidence to point that they're, they're valid. And it's hard to say whether or not they're true. My thing is the same thing. It is hard. It's hard because my thing is I wasn't there, so I can't know. I'll, it's speculation just as much as it's speculation for everybody. Yeah. However, um, I think a lot of these things that people believe, I think we're giving them way more credit than they deserve. To sit there and think that they planned this shit or that shit. There's some shit I'm sure they do plan. There's some shit that I'm sure they let happen. But I don't think anyone's smart enough to orchestrate like a bunch of this shit because the benefits... It's, well, it's not that... I, I, I agree with you, but I'm pretty sure there are some... There's some evil fucking people out oh, there. There's evil so there's people. some people that just want to see the world destroyed. <laughs> they some... just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Michael Caine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bandit. <laughs> it's... But it's true. I mean, a lot of people just, you know what? They have a vision of the world. And they want it that way. And they don't give a fuck about rights. They don't give a fuck about people's privacy. They don't give a fuck about hum- humans... At all. Now, I'm not calling them reptilian, but they're cold <laughs> as fuck. Right? The, the lizard people. Yeah. The lizard people. I mean, I don't think they're lizard people, but <laughs> I mean, they're assholes. They're, they're completely people who are ruthless and have no heart and really just need to smoke some weed or, or take some ayahuasca and just chill the fuck out. You hear that, NSA? We know you're not lizard people. <laughs> so please do, do not find us in our homes. Oh, man. They just please need to not slither through our windows. <laughs> Oh man, tasting for us with your forked tongues. Ugh. <laughs> it's okay. They can just watch me beat off. The things I'll show them. I wish they never crawled through my window. <laughs> Go sit, slither back where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> you're not ready for this. You might, you might have but, killed millions of people for no reason, but you're not ready for this. But in in actuality, like. Even though there are some people out there, I think it's just people who are just looking out for themselves, greedy, just doing their job, in, not in, not really critically thinking about whether of not. I mean, they know what they're doing. They just don't. They're not questioning whether they should be doing it. Oh, because they benefit from it. But I mean, and what is absolute power corrupts absolutely, yeah. and all that. But I think. Honestly, I think that in some ways they benefit from all these people being afraid of them. Either being afraid of them because they feel like they have no control or being afraid of this whole new world order thing. Even if it's not true, they're benefiting from the fear 
because fear is 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 the prime motivator man people do things more because they're afraid of what's going to happen than they do for whatever i mean people spend more time doing things because they're afraid of what other people are going to think they're afraid they're going to get fired they're afraid that they're going to live on the street more than just to better themselves because it's you know what i mean like people not to say that those people aren't out there and you know being proactive and and being able to self-motivate is is one of the most empowering feelings in the world but people feel powerless and i think they do a really good job of making us feel powerless yeah yeah and I don't know. There's something about these past 10 years where it's sort of like we really can't do anything uh, inside the government, inside um, our own security. We literally just gave up our rights. We just and it it was. I don't know. It was all for um, um, being patriotic. We just gave up our rights, being patriotic and, and just following. Yes. Okay. What? Nah. You know the maid. <laughs> anyway, we just gave up our rights. We just like um just totally gave up everything. Um now there's a kill list. There's drones. Yeah, there's probably been drones in the kill list for a while. They just now we know about them. They've openly admitted to so what is what is there out there that we don't know about? Oh shit, dude. You know what I mean? Like if they had if they had the technology, if they were using CD-ROM technology in the 50s before we even had computers that could like, you know, be in our living room and shit. What the fuck do they have now? Like what technology do they have now? What do they, what, what can they they could be listening to this conversation right now. They don't even need satellites and shit. Realize we are broadcasting this. <laughs> it's not like they need that much technology to just need an iPad or an iPhone. iPhone that's the thing, man. Your phones, like our phones don't turn off now. You can't turn an iPhone off. You could power it down, but the battery, you can't take the battery out. They could track you. Even if you turn off the iPhone, you they could still use your iPhone to track you with it off because you cannot take the battery out. As long as the battery's on, it's still on a little bit. And it's on It's on a little bit for a long time. Like that battery, that, that can last forever, man, because... If the battery truly died, then when you started your phone, it would just restart from scratch. It wouldn't remember all of your contacts and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it has to maintain. But it knows who you are. You know, it still has all the fucking memory. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't know who you are, but I am sending whatever information <laughs> you put in me over to the NSA, which is another thing. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but a bunch of like tech companies got together and wrote a very generic letter to Congress talking about we need we need to figure something new about you guys collecting data and stuff like that. Very weak letter, by the way, where it's like, we need to do something. <laughs> and I think it was, <laughs> it was more of a PR move than, uh, than something serious, yeah. but it was Google, Facebook. Uh, I want to say Twitter. I'm not sure. And I think, uh, like, uh, AT&T and all Apple, the important ones. all the important ones, Facebook. right? And all they really Twitter. said, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> and all they really said was like we need to do something and we don't like the status quo right now but at the same time i mean realize they didn't say you shouldn't be collecting data did facebook's been collecting data forever that's the they argument ask you for your phone number and address that's the argument shit when you made that's your the argument profile. is that like they don't like to give the data that they collected to the nsa but they will collect your data and in for advertising sell to sell yeah they, i mean it's not 
that's why it's so such a half-assed letter. It's sort of like the companies. It, it's it's a total PR move because they they realize that we don't like that the NSA and the government is getting our information, but they totally ignore the fact that we don't like that they're doing it too. Right. You know. We, we and the whole reason, the whole the whole thing about yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> the whole thing the about collecting metadata and all this information about us started with businesses trying to advertise, um, you know, commercials to us to begin with. Dude, who? So there have been multiple accounts now where Obama's like, all we're collecting is is this, and yeah, then he's it's lying. like, and he then lied. it comes out like that. Like there's been like a handful of things that he straight up lied about and been caught on. Who are the people who are still like don't talk shit about Obama? Like he's like you know what I mean? Like they're still well, those they're people. I get it. I mean he's the first black president. Something that's Dude, that really remarkable. You know what? It, but, that would make that would it would mean a lot more if we didn't treat him like he was the first black president. We just treated him like he was a president. How do we treat any president? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't like I it doesn't just because you're you were the first of something doesn't mean that you're exempt from all other bullshit. What happened to hope and change? You know what I mean? I remember there was this uh, one time he was on Jon Stewart and uh, they were talking about his campaign in 2008 and he was like trying to promote Democrats so that, I don't know, anyway. There was, he was talking about what happened to the hope and change and stuff and he's like, well, we can still have hope and change. It's just, he pretty much said we should limit the hope and the change <laughs> that we would expect. And, and John Stewart's like, well, shouldn't you have said that on the campaign? <laughs> like, it feels like you you totally just brought us up just to like, oh well, I'm not, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill, you know. It, I don't know. It's such a clusterfuck up there in uh, the White House and Congress. Can't even grow fucking tomatoes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh uh, man, it's 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 a it's awful. <laughs> and on that note, and on that note, no, but it's just, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a clusterfuck. It's just, and there's so many things, and every day there's something new. You know, I really hope, I really hope that there's gonna be a. I I feel like there will be a cultural shift where the internet is just gonna convince us Dude, that we need a, to do something there's been a cultural shift yeah but it's been more from 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 like um not being conscious to just apathy i feel well, I, I, mean, I might be wrong i don't I mean, know you could look at it from the society look at the 50s and look at now look at a point where people were proud to be in the military when people were like i want to serve my country little kids grew up and soldiers were their hero and then Vietnam was televised, and there were protests, and there were baby killers, and all this shit, and the troops get you know what I mean? Like yeah. now, now I mean, there's still some people who are American or patriotic who. who well, Scotland was in the army for nine years, and I appreciate his service. I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't appreciate. I'm not. I'm not saying that you should have in the. I'm saying that the way that we look at things now is different. Before, where it was an honor to go to war and serve your country, and it still is an honor to serve your war. But I mean, now it's like it's viewed as, you know, like we don't want to be at war. None of the wars that we, I mean, we're still in the fucking Middle East. How long has this been happening? This is the longest. Oh, we're war. not at war. We're we're at a. What are we doing? We're um, reconstructing, right? We're we're helping out a society that we helped destroy. We're still, 
<laughs> we're still over. Yeah, we're there to prevent a civil war. We're there. We're there to put another guy in charge who we're gonna have to go back again in ten years to to usurp because he went out of he got out of hand again and. I know. Well, why why are these people pissed off? Well, you threw like this fucking drone from the sky, just dropped a bunch of bombs, killed my children, and I don't know. I just had a I had a grind about that. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly grinds my gears. (laughs) It's true. All we're doing is creating more. We're 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 creating more warfare for the future right now. I mean, involving ourselves in random bullshit, man. Like it's just. We yeah. have so many problems here. What do we benefit from being over there for? You know what I mean? Like, what did any of it though? Like, even Vietnam. Like, we're trying to stop the spread of communism. Like, that's not even a real thing to be afraid of. What was that all about? I don't know. There's still a, a like a red scare in the in the United States about what, dude? Yeah, I, I hate this shit. Excuse me. Like, what? Like, what is up with all these people bitching about communism, calling people communists and shit like that? Do people even know what communism is? No, they don't. A like, lot of people don't. They don't know what communism is. Like, what are you afraid of? Like, if and I have not heard one legitimate argue, the the arguments against communism are the same arguments that I hear where people use like religion to to talk about abortion or, or gay marriage. God doesn't mm. want gay marriage. Well, I mean, it's, I understand it's, it's a just because reasons. Well, I'm trying I to say no, I understand why they're against communism. Nobody wants a government that tells you what you can't do, but then. What what I find often is that people confuse communism with socialism. They're two different things. Socialism is our is is um, the fire department, the postal yeah, service, postal service, police. Communism is like Apple. <laughs> maybe maybe no Apple no. computers. Apple computers. No, no. Sorry, I wasn't specific. Not Apple. Specific. <laughs> <laughs> Although they are red, so. I don't know. There's Making a symbolism right there. People, it's called juxtaposition. <laughs> Use it on an essay. You'll get an A, I promise. I know, right? That's how you got A's. <laughs> it's juxtaposition. <laughs> Plethora. Paradox. Paradox. Um, But, I mean, I get it. I don't want a, the government to tell me what I can and can't do. But, I mean, isn't that what we have already? In some way or fashion? I mean, I understand that we don't have a dictator, a direct dictator that tells that lasts forever. But... I mean, we do have a government that that has rules and laws. That I mean, and there's a place for that. Do you, do you believe that, like, when you vote, do you believe that you have a direct effect? You personally have a direct influence on who becomes the president of the United States during the election? I used to. Do you believe <laughs> that you have any influence over that right now? The next election, in 2012, do you think that your vote is going to make any kind of difference. Probably not. But it's I feel like the way we vote for presidents today is um it's set up so that it's we don't really have a vote. Exactly. And and, and they could they could make it seem they could easily Cuz from what I understand this this way of voting uh for president is not the original way that it, it's the original way and it's super outdated. Is it? I, I feel like it was changed. The Electoral College has been around. It's in the Constitution. That's why they won't fucking change it. God dang it. Because it's in the Const- it's unconstitutional to change it. Well, it's fucking retarded. You know what I mean? In the Constitution, it says that. We that need black to go. People are three fifths human. <laughs> we need to. 
because it's not a real democracy. I feel like we we don't it's have not a, a democracy. real democracy. It's like it's like we were progressive in the sense that we wanted to become a democracy, and then they made the they made the constitution, and we were like, well, we got to stick to what this thing says. It's not a progressive democracy. It's the idea of a democracy, and then all of a sudden, somehow, we were just afraid to keep going forward. We we're like, well, this is working really well. We're just gonna stop here, yeah, and not move forward, and then just kind of like hope this lasts. I mean, think about it. We're, and a lot we're, of, we're still a really fucking young country. We are. We are very young, but we're very outdated because all the other older countries have have looked to us for progression and they have advanced upon it. And so it's funny because sometimes I talk to people about um, you know our constitution and our government and they're like, you know, in America, we have the freedom of religion. Well, a lot of countries Where? have freedom <laughs> of religion now like yeah when we fir- we first came up with that and w- that's what made us so great and progressive we kind of came up with that we were like shh, shh, shh. <laughs> we came up with it all right buddy all right i mean we came up with the idea <laughs> but it was like you have the you have the freedom to it was basically just people who weren't accepted where they were from so they came over here and they made everyone <laughs> believe what they believed in over here you know i remember getting bullied by these redcoats I remember, <laughs> I remember killing Indians because they didn't believe in God. Well, I didn't kill them. Small, <laughs> smallpox killed them. <laughs> I just raped their women. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they got the smallpox. <laughs> I don't know about the smallpox. That's how they got herpes. <laughs> oh, they gave it to each other. <laughs> no, it, it's not like they had to live with it forever. I mean, they died of smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I mean, we're not the only country that has freedom of religion anymore. I mean, a bunch not of countries. Close to it, man. You go to England, they have freedom of religion. They have freedom of religion in Mexico. Well, that's what Mexico wants you to think. <laughs> Does Mexico want you to think? Because America doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. I mean, some people just they don't realize that the rest of the world has progressed upon our our original thoughts and beliefs and we need to progress as well now i'm not saying we need to be identical to these other countries we don't need to have the exact same system but we need to come up with our own shit we need to come up with our own ideas we've i feel like as a society we're behind um decades yeah we're, we're behind decades and and the internet for a long time. the internet is like cr- causing us to progress it's making us want to move on. It, 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 I find myself wanting to be better, and I want my country to be better. I don't know what that means. I don't know where, that, where that's going to take us in the next 10 to 20 years. Hopefully for the good, but uh, it, it worries me when I see a bunch of people, digital immigrants per se, mm-hmm. <clears throat> telling me... Or trying to represent me, and they're really just there for their own agenda. I don't know what well, the fuck they're thing, doing, man. Like they, have I didn't people... vote for that guy. <laughs> like what we were talking about earlier, where, was that on the podcast? It was on the on the podcast talking about people who grew up with money, or what did you call them? Trust fund kids, trust fund baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust we no, we didn't say it on the we didn't say it on the podcast before. But... but these people who grew up having money and then deciding that they want to live humble lives or whatever. But they still live in places that people who didn't grow up with money couldn't afford to live in just because they have money. Yeah. They're not humble lives. It's just you have the option of not having to work hard 
to to live comfortably where people have to struggle and and do things they don't want to do and work at jobs that suck and shit like that or had to put themselves through college or take out loans and be in debt for their whole lives because their parents can't just afford to pay for their school and you know the people who run our government are people who've pretty much been rich their entire lives they live in this society or they're from a place where they i feel like they don't have the ability to to comprehend the 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 way that we think you know the middle class the people who pretty much make the country work the people who run the country physically literally um you know the people who are in charge don't understand them us you know i feel like the president of the united states the congress like all the people in congress i feel like they cannot mentally um empathize they cannot empathize with us they they don't understand we're statistic we are we are just information they can read about us the way that we read about you know other cultures and things and they can try to you know manipulate us or, or we're a commodity we're numbers to them that that they use statistics to kind of understand how they're going to control next. So I was listening to NPR um, earlier this week, and they were talking about how Washington D.C. is literally a bubble. That while there was a recession going on, they never saw a huge impact in in their bubble because there was such a a spike in hiring economists and analysts and trying to come up with the numbers to figure out how the economy is doing and so forth. They never really got that shock of, dude, I remember I was going to, um, well, I mean, I had to come over here and go to Compton college. Right. You know, I had to come over here and just by Compton college, there's the, there's the unemployment like office or something like that. And I remember I would drive by there, the line, it's like going two blocks down of just people who are unemployed looking for work struggling dude it was i was like what like i couldn't believe it and there's another unemployment office over here in in gardena and it's same thing over there and i was just shocked i remember i was working um at a bank at the time and People, so many people, so many businesses had to close their accounts because there was just no business. They had to lay off everybody. Dude, I remember there were people crying at the window. And I, and they're business owners that have like, the, the first, the first people that were, um, that, that were really hit were truckers and, um, exports and import companies. They were the first people that got hit during the recession, in my opinion. Well, maybe because I saw it firsthand. And they would close their accounts and they were crying. They're like, dude, I have 10, 15 employees and I'm just going to have to lay them all off. Yeah. Like, it's tough for small businesses to like, you have people who depend on you for their, for their living. Yeah. And you just, you just have to lay everybody off. It was tough. Well, that's why it's that's why it's harder, man. Because bigger companies, corporations, they don't even see the people they're laying off. Mm-mm, they don't. You know, they're like, we don't need this number. We don't need this number. We don't need this number. You know, like we'll we'll save money by getting rid of this and doing this. And it's like, and I understand it. It's like they're playing The Sims or something, like some yeah. kind of some kind of game, 
where you you know you farm animals you farm people you farm labor and you build and you grind you know what i mean it's just trying to find who's expendable and you know what i understand it i mean it's a basic way of running a a big conglomerate business but that needs to change and it, it, there's something wrong with it it's so inhuman it's a machine that we're we're allowing that to just swallow and gobble up smaller businesses yeah and and honestly, it's a, it's, I mean, we have monopolies here. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's no longer, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's not the same place anymore, you know? And we need to have like an economical and, um, socially changing, um, event to really cause us to move into action. I don't know. I'm just ranting. The fuck am I talking about? Anyway? <laughs> Who likes pie? I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, this is all, this is all interesting though. I think this is interesting. It's stuff that I try not to think about sometimes. Well, because it's overwhelming. It's super overwhelming. It's ridiculously overwhelming. And, and the more you think about it, the more depressing it is. And you feel helpless because you yourself can't do anything about it. And I understand that people as a well, group have, have power. We have authority, but how many, I mean, where can you go find people to get together and, and have a, plausible you know argument or, or or to make a change i mean i mean they tried it with that the the, the 99 movement right yeah but you know what that fucking the media fucking twisted that shit around and I mean, the they made it tw- and they yeah they I mean, made him look like it was just i don't know it was but there are people who went down there and there was some like i don't know i don't even want to get into that because yeah. that's going to be super, that's going to be controversial but i mean there are a few people who will go in there and fuck it up for everybody, and those are the people who are who are going to be focused on. Yeah, I mean, like you look at the like the, the liberal media. But here, the here's the thing: this is what I I think needs to be. This is the way we change shit. There's so much like um, people looking outwardly and f- try to take on the whole um, issue upon themselves and it's just so complex that it's so heavy that they just give up and they just can't handle it mm-hmm. but it, it, realistically people need to look inwardly and try to perfect themselves and optimize themselves and make themselves as better people the more you do that to yourself the more you realize how much another human being is valuable yeah the value of a friendship the value of a job the value of work ethic the value of of just um, society, and if everybody does that, dude, we we can do a lot of change. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, when people are are saving in order to for a rainy day fund, when people are trying to get out of debt, when people are trying to eat healthy, when people are trying to go out and and do something different um, artistically, uh, financially, you know. Abraham Lincoln, I, I believe it was Abraham Lincoln said, uh, "Whatever you do, be good at it. Be the best at it." Yeah. And we we're lacking that. We have like this um, moment of apathy or just like um, carelessness or laziness um, that I've never seen before, or maybe I have. This this, this ridiculous sense of entitlement. Then that's the one yeah, that's true. Out. Just like I deserve this. It's like I I mean maybe. 
And I, I mean, I hate to be the, the guy who's like, maybe it's just the way I was raised, but I know, I know. But I mean, it's like, I, who I, are we I, to say such <laughs> like? I know we're such hypocrites. I'm such a lazy asshole too. But I mean, I'm, I'm lazy <laughs> too. But I mean, the sense of intent. I've never. I don't think I've ever felt like I deserved something. Like I, I I've never felt like I just deserved someone's respect, or something. You know what I mean? Or like, I remember working at Starbucks. There were people who were like, well. I shouldn't have to do this because blah, blah, blah. Or like people who feel like they're above everyone else. So they shouldn't have to do a certain job because they feel like they're more important or something. Like I'm not going to clean the bathroom because, because I shouldn't have to do that. And it's like, why not? You're getting paid the same amount. Yeah. It's the exact everyone same. Should do that's the what same your job was supposed to do originally. Like. Right. But, but it's people just have this this sense of entitlement where they feel like they deserve a certain quality of life or to be treated a certain way without having to actually work for to earn it. I deserve, I, I, I can be whatever I want to be. Well, you're going to have to fucking work to be whatever you want to be. You know what I mean? You're raised with that mentality that you can have whatever you want to have. And, and it's, you can have whatever you have, but they forget that middle part where you have to fucking work for it. You, you first, you see something, you want it and then you work for it and then you have it. There's that middle part where you actually put in the work to deserve the thing that you get. And some people don't get things. Some people get things without deserving them, like the trust fund kids and that kind of shit. People who there's a guy I know in, in Long Beach who crashed his, his new Ford Mustang. His parents <sighs> just bought him a new one. Oh, <laughs> like what the uh, fuck, man? Like, I'm like, dude, if I crash my car and it wasn't drivable, I'm taking the bus for a while. Yeah, dude. Or if my parents do buy me a car, it's not going to be another goddamn Ford Mustang. I fucked that up, so they're going to buy me a clunker or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, or a bicycle. Or a bicycle. Pedal your ass across downtown. Yeah, dude. Dude, I am so grateful for the Metro Pass. Uh, Like, I have a monthly pass for the Metro, and I take the bus at least three times a week um, to go to school or just to go see Scotland or, you know, just to go to downtown LA. It's a godsend like I, yeah. I just get tired of just fucking driving and you know what you taking public transportation has really opens up your eyes and humbles yourself about things talking about that about uh, entitlement actually going back to what we were talking about I don't know if um I think it was in the first podcast we talked about I remember I was telling you that this um digital native generation it, it is about entitlement. We're just used to have everything given to us. But there's some things like essays and like boxing and like art and music that there's no fucking around with. You need to practice. You need yeah. to do it. You need to put yourself through that struggle. And it that's what humbles you. That's what makes you a better person. Uh, I just don't see that anymore. Um, Maybe because uh, – well, I tried learning guitar – <laughs> did not work out but i know piano i mean i know trumpet and I, I it took years for me to get good at playing those instruments it wasn't i didn't learn overnight you know it you takes time yeah you have to put but work i mean into it. when you can finally play that song that you want that you've been practicing for so long and you can play it perfectly without missing a note without even having to read the music that feels good right yeah i mean i, mean, I know some songs of your ability i know some songs um particularly on the piano when I've been playing them for so long that I don't even need the music anymore. I can play them with my eyes closed. I can go a month or two without even touching a piano. But once I get on a piano, I just know it naturally. I was talking to somebody 
where um, we were talking about how we can play instruments and we close our eyes and we're still playing the instruments and it's just a relaxing meditational um moment for us it's it's not even like we're playing the instrument anymore it's like we're just meditating at right. that point i mean to get to a point where you can master something you need to go through that struggle through that effort you need to go through that humbleness of realizing that you don't know it all and it takes some time i got to admit i i still sometimes act like I, I i deserve something when i don't and i feel like i'm a master at something when i'm not but there's going to be that moment where you realize that somebody is better than you yeah and you get put in your place and there's always going to be someone who's better than you at something and you're going to be better than other people at some things too but it's taking pride in what you do and it's about striving to be better at things instead of just being happy where you're at it's about not settling for where you are you know i think competition is the healthiest way of bettering your is one of the healthiest ways of bettering yourself. oh yeah i remember i used to do really bad in school i used to do very poorly in my classes i was getting c's in the first year of high school and then i got a girlfriend mm-hmm. who got good grades and I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to be the dummy in the relationship. So <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is outsmarting me. I got to. So know. she and I started competing and there were classes. There were classes. That is such a dick thing. <laughs> there is is it your current girlfriend? No, it's not my no, girlfriend. All right, I, I didn't just... know her in high school. I met her in college. But I mean. Or it maybe it first... is your current girlfriend. No. And she just doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch. But, um, Anonymous. It wasn't anonymous. It was it was another girl who I dated in sophomore year, sophomore and junior year of high school, and mm-hmm. I remember we would compete and we would like keep score, like we would keep we would wow. add up all of the points that we accumulated in class and write out our percentage and stuff like that, and we were literally competing. I got straight A's for a couple semesters. I got like oh, one shit. one B and like maybe religion or some bullshit. But I mean, look how impressed I am at you getting A's. That that really says a lot about my grades. and then after we broke up they kind of dropped and then in college again like i i was doing kind of poorly the first year of college and then i got a girlfriend anonymous and then my grades started doing good again i I did a lot better i was getting not straight a's but i was you know all through and then i i transferred to cal state long beach at a time when all of the classes were weighted and it was like fucking super hard to get in because i had a 3.67 gpa which isn't amazing but it's better than a lot of people at El Camino. Yeah. And all through all through Cal State Long Beach, I had Dean's Honor List and shit like that. But I wouldn't have had that if I didn't have that competition. You know, if I wasn't mm-hmm. – I didn't learn how to get good grades because it's like a formula. You know what I mean? Like it's an attitude you have to have. There's certain ways you could do well in school that have nothing to do with how smart you are. It's just the way that you are good in school. And it's, it's really interesting because – how to get good at school doesn't necessarily translate in how to get good at life because once you're done with college, <laughs> a lot of times, like all So, of how does things, a fax machine work? Uh, like, it doesn't make any sense. Fax machine? What's a fax machine? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, man. You mean email? How do I email in there? Really? <laughs> it's like a printer. We don't we FaceTime? What is this? Right. No, I'm going to, I agree with you. Like, um, I, I have better grades today because of who I'm dating right now. And um, he pushes me um, 
not just not just um academically but um, intellectually intellectually but um i've noticed um health wise too i've lost a lot of weight since i've been dating my current boyfriend and i've i've um gained a lot more muscle lost a lot more fat i feel healthier i relapse um but he goes to the gym almost every day and he tells me what he's working out on and i ask him questions and he challenges me and it's it's not that he's He's forcing me to go to the gym. It's just knowing that he's doing it makes me want to be better. Yeah. And I think I think that's those are the people that you need to surround yourself with. Absolutely. It's it's not just um who you date, it's your friends, it's your family. I mean, if they're not if they're not trying to build you up, if they're not trying to make you a better person or if they're not challenging you. If they're not challenging you, then then you're in the wrong crowd, buddy. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm all for drugs, I'm all for alcohol and partying and stuff like that, but the people that you need to be around in general need to tell you, "Hey, you need or 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 need to inspire you um to want to do something better in your those life." Those are those I think those are the people who get depressed when they get older and they get married and they look back and they're like, "I used to have so much fun at this time." It's like because that's all you did at that time was work and spend your money on stupid bullshit, but where like you didn't let yourself grow, you know what I mean? Like you put all your cards in that one basket, all your eggs in that one basket. I'm just crossing fucking. I know and... it's so getting put... late. <laughs> yeah, it it's already midnight. I'm I know. Sleepy, but... God dang it! <laughs> I mean, people will put all their eggs in that one basket, and then that's over, and that's you know they're done. They they no one. A lot of people don't have the friends who challenge them. They have friends who keep them occupied so that they're not bored. But where are the people who are making you a better person? Where are the people that are challenging you intellectually, helping you think of things in a new, different way? I mean, since since you've been with your current boyfriend, like you, your your ideologies have changed a lot, and you've oh yeah. yeah, I mean, like you're not a hypocrite, but I mean, you your eyes have been open to a lot. I mean, this is a person who has very different opinions than you had like two years ago, mm-hmm. but he's a very informed person. Who knows about what he's talking about, and he well, passionately mm. be- well, <laughs> he passionately believes in the things that he believes about, and I think that's that's more I, attractive yeah. in a person's personality than somebody who just says a lot of bullshit because they read it or, or heard it on the news or something. This this is a person who believes in what they're talking about, and if anything, at least their beliefs challenge your beliefs in a way where if anything it at least makes you look at what you believe in from a different perspective which changes the way that you appreciate what you believe in absolutely like um two years ago um me and when we first started dating like we were just total complete opposites we still are in many ways Uh, yeah uh, nah (laughs) yeah well (laughs) and he's like total like yeah anyway we went over this on the last podcast. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, but in the past two years that we've been dating, I mean, I've noticed that my change, my beliefs have changed. Um, not entirely, but it has made me doubt a lot more things that I used to believe. Yeah. It made me um, more critical. Um, and I've also seen his opinions change, too, and yeah, well, more understanding. Um, so, I mean, it... it, it I guess the point is, I mean, you need to find people who who do challenge you, who do 
maybe their intention is not to make you better, but it does make you better. Yeah, they they incidentally make you better. They indirectly make you better because they make you strive. Like you said, like Scotland goes to the gym. He doesn't do it to make you want to go to the gym. No, he, he does it do for it. himself. He does it because he fucking wants to, and that makes you want to do it too. Yeah, and and. It's funny because, like, he tells me, oh, I did backs or, like, I lifted this much. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing this now. And, like, I'm trying to – and when I go to the gym now, like, I was just telling him today, like, there's one guy – I only have – I have very few friends at the gym. Um, but <laughs> I, would uh, make, I would not make any friends. He had, he he's, tells me he has, like, friends. I, whatever. I only have one friend. I've been going to, to my – anyway. <laughs> there's this one guy that um, I watch him work out. And he's doing things that I'm like, man, I never even thought of doing that, mm-hmm. you know. And when you see something different, it makes you realize, holy shit, I should be doing something different too. It, it makes you want to um, to change and adapt and better yourself. And I mean, it goes back to what I was saying. You need to constantly doubt yourself and not be comfortable and and change yourself and the things around you and your environment. And in return. That's how we change society as a whole. You you should, I mean, I guess to to excuse me, throw an addendum on that. It's you should be happy with who you are, not compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, never, that's oh yeah, that's not never, all what I'm trying to say. No, I know, I know, it's not. But I think that it's is that's half of it. What you said, I think you should be happy with who you are. I think you should not compare yourself to other people. But you should never just be comfortable and settle for where you are now. You should always strive to be better. Not because other people want you to be better, but because you being better is going to make your life, I mean, better. It's going to make, it's going to improve the quality of life you know, immensely. If you're consistently, you're, you're not, I'm not good enough. Just, I can be better. Like that positive, not a negative yeah, mentality. I can do I, something, but I can do better than this. I'm not lacking, but imagine what I'll be when I do this and then just go fucking do it. Like say, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't make excuses. I don't have time to go to the gym. Set time aside. Yeah. Or, or work out at home. Plan out your day. Yeah. Like me, when I, when I, when I can't go to the gym because I, when I go to the gym, it's like two hours and then I come over here and I'm just lazy. Yeah. But when I'm here, when I'm, when I can't go to the gym, dude, I have kettlebells. I have like a bench press. Now I have a fucking mace. Yeah. For what? So I can work out, do something, you know, it's, it's, I don't do are amazing. Oh yeah. You work out your whole fucking body. I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. My, um, going back to like never being, um, never settling my godfather when I was really religious, when I was, you know, doing that. Your godfather. No. The one we all know. Yeah. Well, anyway, when I was super religious and I was (laughs) contemplating being a priest, I was very spiritual. Um, one thing he told me that always stuck with me, even today, is that don't let your spirituality get comfortable. Yeah. Don't ever let yourself get comfortable in in your relationship with God. And I don't believe in God. I wouldn't consider myself an alien. Whatever. Anyway, that's a totally different discussion. Mm-hmm. But I took those words to heart where it's, you know, you really shouldn't be comfortable with where you are and the relationships yeah, you're not. with. You know, like you need to get deeper. You need to rip the the shell apart and constantly mold yourself into something yeah, better that you want, that you uh, wish to believe. You know, um, we were um, talking about digital immigrants and digital natives. And one thing about digital natives is that they are huge gamers. 
that do a lot of avatar and a lot of projectile profiles that they have on Facebook, Twitter, and yeah. you know they they put up this front uh, a lot of times where it's not it doesn't even really identify with who they are as a person. It's just it's their ego projected onto the internet. Yeah, and it made me wonder today because I was just thinking about it. Is like man, if we as a society just stop trying to project things on the internet, trying to show like we're somebody better, you know, we pick the best photos and we put it on our profiles. Mm. We we pick shitty quotes that we really don't know anything about, but oh, it makes us look smart. It's hilarious. Yeah. If we actually did that in our real life and not the virtual life, dude, we could change so much. We we can have better test scores. We can have a better society. We can have a healthier society. Dude, but that's the other thing. You have to stop caring so much about what other people think and just be happy with with who you are and try to better yourself. All these things go into that, that same thing. People do that kind of shit because they care so much about what other people think. I think the world would be a much happier place if people didn't care what other people thought but were considerate at the same time does that make sense like you're not fucking people over but you're not letting other people the number one i've read this in multiple from multiple sources the number one regret of people on their deathbed pretty much sums up to they wish they had spent more time doing the things they wanted to do and not doing things that they thought other people wanted oh, to yeah. do. Yeah. Number one regret, and that's multiple sources. Like I've read that in different places and different surveys and shit over different years. <laughs> that's the number one regret of people dying is they wish they had spent more time doing what they wanted to do because all you think about – on my deathbed, I don't want to think about all the things I didn't do. I want to think about all the things that I did. You know what I mean? And think I led an awesome fucking life. If, even if The whole if, thing I'm going to be thinking about, don't let me die here. <laughs> oh wherever I am don't let me die here they, they steal oh <laughs> well look it's almost two hours and honestly it's like around it's midnight right now and yeah, I gotta wake up early up. yeah we gotta wrap it up um how'd you like this one I feel pretty good about it this is the first one where we don't have a third person yeah. monitoring I, I like this one too um yeah, dude, we should do do something like this more often, just the two of us. Yeah. Or like two or three of us, you know, something very small. Um, get into deeper conversations like the one we had today. Um, let's see. We're going to be gone for uh, probably about two weeks. I'm going to try to do another podcast while I'm in Belize. I'm leaving ugh, four or five hours. <laughs> uh, I got to start packing. Um, but yeah, hopefully we're going to have something. So when we come back, um, I'll just upload it or I might be able to upload it, um, there, but we'll see what happens. Um, so happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Hope everything goes well. Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Merry Merry Hanukkah's done, right? I think Hanukkah's finished. No? Shit. I don't know. Fuck. Ugh. God, I really let go of this God thing, huh? I don't even know. I don't even know <laughs> when Kwanzaa is. I'm pretty sure that's a Christmasish holiday, right? It's not like in July or something. I'm just make a fool of myself. I'm pretty. Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure I saw Santa wearing a daishiki or something. <laughs> it's somewhere around these days. Yeah, right? yeah. Do Muslims have something around this holiday? Around this time? Nope. No. <laughs> I guess not. They don't celebrate Jesus' birthday. They don't celebrate whatever Hanukkah is. 
uh, well, to be honest, I'm only celebrating all of this stuff just to please everybody. Anyway. The only, the only <laughs> holiday I celebrate is the one time of year when we all get together to drink. Your birthday? My Well, that's the excuse. <laughs> my birthday is the excuse for this big party, and then your birthday is an excuse. Yeah, for the summer. It's perfectly Inter- yeah. placed. One's in summer, one's in winter. The gods have aligned school. our birthdays to represent <laughs> the partying <laughs> that we do. Well, anyway. Six to recover from for everybody. Well, um, definitely when we come back, we got to do something like this again. I, I really enjoyed this. Yep. Um, Keep this going. Remember, everybody, to uh, check out our blog spot. It's at uh, anotherbspodcast.blogspot.com. Um, Leave us some comments there. Send them some messages. Uh, we'll try to get back to you. Um, there's also our email, um, anotherbspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I have nothing else to do. I'll respond to that. <laughs> um, and yeah, ask, uh, leave some questions, something that you guys want to find out. Topics. Yeah, topics. Um, we're open. We have a lot of time to talk about stuff. Um, so happy holidays. I hope you guys have fun and, uh, we'll see you in two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks later. Bye.